Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So, question for you. Have you even thought about transportation for your big day? If you have or have not, this is the podcast episode for you. I will be talking to Megan Peter, who is the general manager of Rockstar Limo. We break it down. She talks everything about transportation getaway cars, shuttles, on-site coordination, estimates. She talks to us about how to compare apples to apples when price shopping for your transportation and vehicles on your big day. There's even restrictions that you need to think about in different towns and venues. If you are in this stage of your wedding planning, tune in to today's episode with Megan She is going to unveil some secrets and tips and all things to do with wedding transportation. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Sarah Zarella, and we are here today with Megan Peter. She is the general manager of Rockstar Limo. A lot of times, if you contact them, you will basically be talking to Meg, right? Yeah, yes. a little bit of everything. <laughs> there you go. So for our listeners, can you tell them a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. So my name is Megan Peter. I am the general manager for Rockstar Limo, and we provide chauffeured transportation basically for groups of any size, wherever you, your needs may take you. So how long have you been doing this? I've been here. This will be my 15th wedding season coming up. My friend, you are an expert in the transportation department. If only I could, you know, change the oil and change the tires too. But no, you don't want me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, right? So let's just get into it, right? Sounds good. Let's talk to me. Tell me what transportation is. Well, when, well, I mean, when it has to do with a wedding, right? There. So, <laughs> good question. So, transportation traditionally used to be just a limo that takes the couple to and from the church. Now, there's so many different aspects of transportation where we're bringing uh, wedding parties to and from a church or to and from a first look photo session, to and from a rehearsal, a rehearsal dinner, welcome party. But don't forget, too, there's also all of your guests. And especially if it's a destination wedding or you have a lot of people traveling, we're constantly doing guest shuttles as well. So what type of transportation do you offer in regards to the actual vehicle? We have all different size buses that people use for transportation for shuttles, but they also will use school buses and we'll contract that for them. Um, trolleys would be the most popular vehicle because it can do double duty. You can use it for wedding party. 
do that for photos, and then also use it to shuttle guests since they're large capacity and easy to get in and out of versus scooting around a smaller limo. It's kind of fading away. And do you still do limos? Absolutely. Those are still a classic look, and they're still fun, and they still have everything inside that you need. They look nice and pretty on the outside, but they're party central on the inside. How about party cars? Oh, yeah. Party buses are, those are easy to get in and out of, too. And that's the same thing. It just, you never know what's inside. And it's kind of like a nice surprise when it shows up and you step in. I love seeing the reaction of people when they get in and out of those. What is the most popular trend right now that you're finding when it comes to the type of transportation? The vehicle type? Yeah, just curious. I would say trolleys. They're definitely the most popular because... um, they're also good for, well, at least in our area, since it is a tourist location, you've got 360 degrees of windows. So when your guests are on board and getting shuttled, they can see the sights. And you can have a back porch on there, too, so that the, what, the couple can take photos on the back porch. So they love that aspect of it. And um, they're, ours, at least, are fully enclosed. They're air-conditioned. They're they're not that open-air tourist trolley that you would expect when you go to any major city and they have those sightseeing tours in a trolley. So they're like, you get that feeling of tourism, but you get that feeling of nostalgia and classic trolley look, too. Now, I'm just going right into kind of like the logistics of it a little bit. When it comes to these vehicles, right, there must be certain ways, or especially in this area of the country, there's a lot of historical streets. And I mean, we live in New England, right? So I mean, even like Newport, the mecca of where a lot of our weddings take place, and even downtown Providence, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like side roads and roads like that. I would assume that your vehicles cannot go down. Yeah, a lot, especially like those cobblestone roads. You wouldn't want to be in a passenger in a vehicle going down a road like that. Um, I try to tell people a lot, too. Um, It's like, well, we know the area. We know where our vehicles are allowed to go. The chauffeurs especially. That's their license that's on the line. So they're going to be able to route things or give us a heads up in advance when they can and cannot go places. But um, a lot of that stuff is also online and available to us, you know, on like the CBBs and stuff that we go to regularly. So we're familiar with it. But we basically tell people when we're detailing things, you know, okay, we'll pick you up this side of the building, or this is the meeting location for your hotel, or tell guests to meet the trolley here, because the passenger door on all of the vehicles are on the right side. So you need to position yourself, the chauffeur needs to position themselves in a way where it's safe for customers to get on and off. They can't be crossing across the road to load a vehicle. Can't block traffic, can't stop traffic. So there's very specific locations they have to go. And sometimes people are like, well, why are you going to that hotel before that hotel? It doesn't make sense. And it's because of the way that the bus has to leave. They can't turn left off of this road, so they have to go around the block so that the door is on the right side of the building. So interesting because that is exactly what determines then a little bit when you're dealing with timelines, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times what somebody would consider a 15-minute drive <laughs> when you're dealing with transportation's not. It is such a common thing, but it's only two miles down the road. But do you know how long it takes 50 people to get in a bus, 50 people to get out of a bus? And then I would tell people all the time, when you're driving in your car and you're stopped at a red light, you can turn right on red, no problem. Punch it a little bit on the gas and you're good. You do not want to do that with 50 people behind you and they all go flying in their formal wear. Like, it's just not going to be a great picture. So they have to, you know, go a little slower, have a little patience. And I can tell you right now, absolutely nothing in transportation takes five minutes. It always takes longer than what anybody thinks. 
So why don't you, why don't we just do this a little bit? Why don't we kind of take us through the booking process? Because obviously for our listeners right now, if they're listening to this episode, they're thinking about their transportation. So where does somebody even begin? Because I'm sure you don't begin with that, like, <laughs> which is part of what you're going to have to educate us about and you have to talk to us about. But so what happens? Take us through the process. So what we usually do is, it depends if you're, well, we ask you right away, are you looking for wedding party transportation, guest shuttles, or both? That's our first question most of the time. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know. I didn't even consider the other. So then they'll, we'll go into detail about it. Wedding party transportation, the most common scenario is a pickup for one side of the wedding party, drop them off at the ceremony so that they're there early, they're greeting the guests as they arrive. Then we use that same vehicle, turn around, go get the other side of the wedding party, bring them to the ceremony, and they basically walk off of the vehicle and down the aisle. We wait, get them all back in the vehicle afterwards, go wherever they want to go for photos, and drop them off at the reception. That's traditional. That's typical. You can replace ceremony with first look. You can replace that first drop location with anything, but it's usually a chunk of time. And we tell people, don't worry about it right now. If you don't know the exact details, that's okay. We don't expect you to nine months to 12 months in advance. Not to interject there, but that's exactly right. Because a lot of times being a photographer, we're one of the first ones to book. Mm -hmm. But also too, being the photographer, they are turning to us to come up with a timeline because we are the ones that are taking them somewhere to do pictures. And the timeline goes off of like their list, right? Of mm -hmm. how their families are set up, what pictures they want, or like what locations, like you just talked about. Like, are we going to one location? Are we going right to the venue? Or, But the thing is, for a photographer, we can't even come up with those timelines a lot until we get closer right. to, this, to, the, um, to your actual date, because a lot of people, we gotta make sure that people are there, people are RSVPing. So it's interesting you bring that up because that is probably one of our number one questions that we get is I need to let my transportation know and my hair makeup. Those are yep. the two, right? Yep. We always right? do that. Yep. Yeah. So it's funny because it, you talk about that. You're like, we don't need to know right away. But there is a time when you do need to know. Yes. When is that? The week before. We do not want your details nine months and eight months and seven months because it'll change so many times. And you're not leaving until that last person gets their hair and makeup done. So... And you're not going to know exactly where you're going for photos because, sorry, yes, it's not always perfectly sunny. So you may need a backup plan for that. So we don't want your timeline until you've finished your timeline with everybody else. Right. And, and I mean, obviously, you know a, a, a rough chunk of time when they're going to yes. be. Because obviously, the ceremony is set in stone. Mm -hmm. And the start of your reception or cocktail hour is set in stone. Right. But everything else, like you talked about, when does someone need to be picked up? When, and when does someone need to be dropped off based on hair and makeup? Or, or where are you going for p photos? It, that is revolving. Yes, constantly. And we, we all just block off a chunk of time. That's what we tell you. We'll, we'll block off from these four hours, these three hours, whatever it is. And a lot of people will be like, well, I don't need that full time frame. But you might. So you might as well just hold it. It's the same price whether or not you hold it now or hold it later. So be safe, better safe than sorry, and just keep it. And once you know everything is good, then cut back your time. Then start detailing those those locations so the so at the first initial call someone does not need to know exactly when they need you no we'll get best estimate we'll base it off of a ceremony typically if it's a two o'clock ceremony i go like an hour before drop off your i mean you're gonna go to your reception you're not gonna miss that so we know what time you're gonna be done so right so once you figure that out where do you go from that so from the wedding party stuff that's when we start to usually talk about the guests 
So, so you you so that's the traditional quote unquote yeah. traditional yep. type of transportation. Now we're going into guest options. Right. And a lot of time people will if their ceremony say is at a church and it's a long gap between ceremony and reception, they won't always do guest shuttles to the church because by the time they pick people up, bring them to church, they get out of church, they get back on the bus, say they're going to go freshen up at the hotel, they basically walk off the bus and have to get right back on. So it's not a good use of time. And a lot of people, if they don't have that much time in between to do anything, they'll just go off on their own and find their own way to the reception. So a lot of people will just plan for the reception anyway, because that's really when they're doing most of the drinking and when it's really safe to use it. So what we do is kind of ask them where they have their room blocks. That is a huge, huge, huge part of the puzzle. Room blocks help you kind of gauge your guest counts. And it's sometimes it could be tricky to get them if you're in an area that has lots of festivals or other events where you're booking. Other people are booking rooms, too. So we suggest booking those in advance. But um, what we do is we ask you for your general hotel locations. Don't worry about guest counts. Give a rough idea of how many people you think you're going to transport and we'll book a vehicle for a chunk of time based on that and figure out the timeline later once we know exact guest counts at each location. How does somebody, when it is time to get the final count, how does someone deal with that? Um, The hotel will give you the room block numbers. So sometimes they'll give you the exact rooming list. Sometimes, depending on the hotel, they'll just give you the number of rooms that booked in your block. Um, it's important to know that it's usually about two people per room. So when you're giving, looking at your numbers, it's not five rooms. It's Five rooms isn't five people. Five rooms is usually ten people. Um, but we would highly, highly, highly recommend a transportation RSVP on your invitation. Talk to me about this. This is one of my favorite things in the world. It's like, yes, I want to go to the wedding. Yes, I'll have the chicken. And yes, I'm going to take the bus to the wedding. <laughs> so it, this is, you're starting to see something that's a trend or customary to actually put on your RSVP if they will be using the transportation. And where they're staying. If Got it. you're giving them options, don't open it up to say, do you want a ride? And then later be like, oh my gosh, I have no idea where they're staying. They said they want a ride. And then you're like, how do I figure this out? They got some random Airbnb and I can't even fit down the road. So you need to definitely say, these are the room blocks. Where are you staying and how many people do you have? I love that idea. So that's a little nugget, yeah. right? Yeah. little tip. So we talked a little bit about uh, the actual RCPs and for the guests, but what about people who are using it just for their immediate family or wedding party? What are some little tips that you can tell people so for that i would say check your numbers definitely so a lot of people we have a form on our website for example it says how many people are in your wedding party i had to change that it's not how many people are in your wedding party how many people are traveling with you with each side of the wedding party so you've got four bridesmaids well one of those bridesmaids has a daughter who's your maid of, or is your flower girl. You've got grandma who's coming with you. Um, Auntie Carol is, you know, a, a reader in the wedding. Like you've got all these other people that or you may like want. the date or the husband yeah. or the wife. They, your photographer. Like you want to be able to make sure you're including everyone who needs to be included. And don't forget to count yourselves. <laughs> That's so important. But yeah, it's definitely more than just how many people are in your wedding party. It's a lot of people. So once we figured out a little bit about the transportation and what you need, are you doing guest transportation or just wedding party transportation? We talked a little bit about 
the RSVPs and the guest count on the transportation. What we haven't touched upon, though, is budget mm-hmm. pricing. It can be tricky. So a lot of people, um, it's not cheap. Let's put it that way. And we've all seen gas prices go crazy. Yeah, actually, talk to me about that. What what yeah. did the wedding, the transportation industry have to do with like the like the the last? Actually, now I'm saying this out loud. You guys hit the pandemic, which probably significantly affected you all because mm-hmm. you're dealing with large amount of people, which now you can't anymore. And then you had to shift into just skyrocketing gas prices. Yeah. So what? It's been crazy. Fluid, very fluid situation, right? Yeah. And we do, so we do a lot of corporate travel too. So airport runs, people not traveling anymore, large groups and conventions, um, people's budgets just being cut because they're not spending at all for work. So yeah, weddings, everyone was still getting married and doing what they could to get married. So we would um, see a lot of that. But again, the smaller groups. So you kind of have half capacity of vehicles. Some people don't see don't justify spending a larger chunk of change for a larger vehicle to put less people in it, especially when it's now 10% more to be able to move it, to pay for the gas to go in it. Because diesel fuel is really what the vehicles take. So it's if you see the your regular car gas is going getting lower, it doesn't change the diesel. The diesel. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're, that's a fluctuating thing that we've done. A lot of companies have implemented like a just a fuel surcharge. So Maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10%. It'll be based on whatever it is at the time of your wedding. So That's what I was going to say, because I would assume that when someone's getting in a contract with you, I mean, some 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 events are happening a year to two years in advance. How can you predict right. what you're dealing with? It's impossible. So we kind of evolved and learned like everybody else did during the pandemic. It was like, oh, maybe we should add that to the contract. Because it, it just you don't think about it until it comes up. So is it common in your industry to get into a contract that there's not set pricing because it depends on a gas gas or like is there like search how do you guys work like surcharges like how do you guys work in your industry what's common to see for someone who's never experienced or got into a contract with transportation what are some common practices that you're seeing to be to just like because I mean like you said it's not fair I mean yeah. who knows if gas prices are gonna be five dollars in two years right like, so what do you do in a situation like this so. I mean, transportation in general, you always have to factor in that fuel cost because it's always going to be there. So we've always had a service fee, which kind of covers, you'll see that on every contract before any of this went crazy. You'll always see some sort of STC fee, fuel surcharge, service fee, whatever the case may be. It kind of covers some overhead expenses of paying the chauffeur to prep your vehicle, drive to you, get to work early to to get the supplies, like the champagne, the waters, the ice, like get everything in the vehicle. There's so much time that they spend before they even get to you getting ready for you, plus the time that it takes for them to leave you, to go fuel back up again. So there's always some sort of service fee. And what we did is we kind of have like a tiered structure where if the fuel is at a certain point, then you may see a few a fuel fee be added later and that's at our discretion and you basically it is what it is yeah i mean that's why we're talking about this yeah i just wanted people to be fully aware of what some of the things that they're going to say even if it's not the most glamorous yeah it is what it is and then you could be i mean honestly for some of those things you can negotiate with your contracts because if you have 10 vehicles that you're booking and it's 10 percent across the board you know, ask them. Maybe it's instead of 10%, can I do $50 per vehicle or something like that, you know? 
So what are they? What are you seeing for at least in this area for pricing for the average average for f- service fee or uh, fuel? I mean, just in general, like pricing for transportation, like you said, like the original like we we're originally talking about. Then I got you on a tangent, <laughs> but you were saying it's oh, not. Right cheap so what is someone looking at for this well it depends on what you're doing but i mean we have like 50 vehicles so there's some of them that are like a hundred dollars for like a transfer but um you're looking to spend probably between 750 to two thousand dollars for one vehicle depending on the size and depending on the time frame off peak it's the same everywhere um as far as like sundays and fridays or thursday events those are you, you have more flexibility but um holiday weekends not really it's just the demand is there and it's going to book what about gratuity we roll it in as a convenience but that is a good question because um you don't it's discretionary we can't tell you what you're going to tip the driver just like when you go to a restaurant you can't tell anyone so uh we put it in there so you don't have to worry about another envelope at the end of the night and nine times out of ten you're not seeing all of your chauffeurs there that day if you're especially the bus drivers you may not ever see them so it's just easier for you uh, but we do work with school bus companies and i usually tell people those guys or girls are driving kids all day they're not accustomed to getting you know working for tips so to speak so they're paid a higher wage it's they're not expected to get 20 percent like the rest of them so we say if you want to throw them 50 bucks a day of go for it they'll appreciate it it's certainly not required they're paid for their time and they're paid at a higher wage than most chauffeurs that's a that's a good um like determining factor chauffeur versus driver okay tell me the difference for the listeners a cab driver is a driver an uber driver is a driver a limo chauffeur is a chauffeur they're taking care of you they're opening the door for you they're laying out red carpet if you want it they're showing you where the champagne is they're going to remember certain things about you and they're part of the day um getting a ride to the airport you know what funny this is a good way to look at it when we train our chauffeurs for a corporate job we're telling them to adjust the mirror so that you don't make eye contact with your passenger you're a fly on the wall you are just driving when you're a wedding chauffeur you're part of the conversation you're part of their day you're going to remember them you like give compliments help them with their door offer a mint to the groom before he walks out of the vehicle you know reassure the father of the bride there's so many different things that they're going to remember you for so for the chauffeur, they are getting a higher hourly rate. The chauffeur's not. No, that's, so that, the, that's um, the weird part, right? Okay, okay. I'm glad I clarified this. So the chauffeur is usually, I mean, again, gratuity is on your discretion, but those are the ones that are looking, not looking, but they're working for it. Working for the gratuity. The drivers, right? Am I using the right terminology? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A driver's a driver. Driver, a driver. Uh, those are the ones that have the licenses, right? Yeah, they all do. Okay. I, I would, it's just they're not groomed as a uh, customer service oriented person. They're not, they're just, they're groomed to drive you. To drive you. To and they have the higher wages. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's so interesting. <laughs> well, that, this is why we have this because, I mean, it's just a world that you live in for 15 years. Yeah. But for somebody who's listening and myself, I mean, this is all new, right? Yeah. And your your Uber driver isn't going to be trained for um, wedding services, so it's not someone you should rely on. Look for those chauffeurs. <laughs> I, I do I do want to, and this is not just because you're the guest right now. I just want to put a little disclaimer out there. Just take it from somebody who's at events on on a daily. 
all different types of events, events that don't even have transportation, events that do have transportation, just disclaimer, please. I mean, what your guests do is your guests do. But like for you, the VIPs, the family members, the people who are actively participating, whether it be wedding parties or just family members, Please do not rely on Uber Hallelujah. on your wedding day. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I know that in hindsight, I'm not sorry, not hindsight. I, I think that people think that, okay, I'll just, I'll, we'll get an Uber. I cannot tell you how bad of an idea that is. Um, being, I've literally been at weddings where the groomsmen are on their phones getting Ubers and, oh, oops, they don't come to that location. Mm-hmm. They don't, uh, especially in some of the historic areas that we have here in New England, but not even that. They might not be available. They don't have the room for everybody. People are arriving at different times. It's just not, a, please just don't. It's not worth it. It's really not. You planned so long already for this day. You don't want to be late. You don't want to be in the back of a Camry. I mean, you probably have a nicer car than half of the Ubers you've been in. Like, you don't want to be spending that much money and then rely on an Uber driver. And like I said, what your guests do, your guests do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, you know, but it's just, it, that is just not the day to be relying on an app on your phone, hoping that someone's available. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, Megan, is we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, let's talk a little bit about end of the evening coordination with transportation. Let's get into a little bit more pricing, how to compare apples to apples and making sure that you're shopping the right price. Right. And I would love for you to just kind of touch upon a little bit about coordination. Sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Podcast friends, I'm here with Megan, your transportation expertise. (laughs) So Megan, before the break, we were talking a little bit about pricing, right? So tell me a little bit about comparing apples to apples and how does somebody who's not in the world that you're in even understand if they're getting the same price from one company to the other? That is such a good point because someone may just look at the number and will will go for the lower number because they're on a budget. Understandable. But what are you getting for that number? We talked about those fuel surcharges. We talked about the gratuity. Is there a fuel surcharge is getting added? Is a gratuity included in the price? Or are you expected to have an envelope at the end of the night with even more money later on? Um, What about taxes? Are there taxes included? Are there taxes for your area? Are they charging you travel time? That's a huge one. Some companies will charge for the time that it takes for them to leave their garage to get to you in the first place. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that could ruin it. If you're thinking you're getting a four-hour package and not realize they're an hour away from you, that's two hours gone, an hour for them to get to you and an hour... from, for them to get back. So now you're only stuck with the vehicle for two hours. Ooh, that's a good one. So take note, listeners. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's common in some areas, not all, but you never know until you ask. So something that we used to do is send people a sheet. It was like, you know what? Compare us to other people, but don't forget to ask these questions. Insurance is a huge one. We talked about the Uber drivers. Do you still have that sheet? I do somewhere, yeah. Can you well, share that with me? Notice, and yeah. I can put that. I, can <laughs> yeah. you share that with me? I'll put that up on the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because these will be great little 
questions that people should be asking around. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't know, too. Like, every transportation company has a DOT number, a Department of Transportation number, and they are printed on the side of vehicles. You can search those, make sure they're valid, make sure they're actually licensed and insured and carrying the proper insurance amounts. You know, you ask for a certificate of insurance of insurance for so many of your vendors, and I'm so shocked that more people don't ask for transportation ones. So it's interesting that you say that because I, I do have to say, so in the wedding world, um, people to get on site need, a lot of times they need to get certificate of insurance. So it's a lot of times what's happening is it's coming from the venue. And the venue is asking for the vendors who come on site to give them certificate of insurance. So that's the narrative, right? But what's interesting is, you just brought up a good point, is that the person that's actually sometimes the most liable <laughs> is the person that's driving you around uh-huh. the state. So why are you not asking them for that? Yes, yes, And you yes, have yes. all your loved ones in one car? Yep. Sometimes without seatbelts. Yep. I'll just call an Uber instead. It's like, no. <laughs> so you want someone that is reliable, has the proper coverage, takes care of you, gets you all there in the same time, and... Um, the right amount of insurance. That's always the bigger, the big kicker, because if you have a certain size vehicle, you need to have a certain amount of liability insurance too. And so for what I've seen is making sure that you're dealing with a company that's professional enough to understand where you're going and not just learning at the day of. Mm. I cannot tell you how many times Dan and I have been photographing a wedding and we'll just be sitting there and we'll be like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and we're like waiting for the transportation to show up with the bridal party or the couple and they I mean granted it takes them longer we talked about that earlier yeah, yeah. right but I mean we're going on like ticking like some time and and it's because the driver got lost mm-hmm. it's sad <laughs> and horrible so and, then, and by the way they're showing up stressful now we're about to take pictures and yes. I'm like whoa what just happened in the last 15 minutes that I left uh-huh. you? <laughs> it's the first impression and it's not a good one when that happens at all so when we train our chauffeurs, well, first of all, when we're planning the routes, we do that on the back end. A lot of the wedding coordinators in the office, because we're talking to the clients, we're working that out with them. And you have to relay that to your guests to tell them what time to take the buses. So we're working that backwards in your timeline and figuring that out part out for you. But our chauffeurs are the last line of defense. We send them their paperwork the night before and we're like, check your routes. You know better than us. Like you're there all the time every single weekend. You're at these hotels. You're on these roads. You may know like, oh, that bridge is closed this week. We don't, so that you can check it one more time. Be like, you know what? Tell grandma to get in the van 15 minutes earlier because whatever the case may be, they know those locations. They're checking the routes in advance. We were talking about the correct side of the vehicle to have the doors on, so they know which way they're going to swing into the hotel, you know, front entrance little overhang thing. So they have all that stuff um, planned out because, yeah, it takes way longer. The other thing, too, we were talking about was training and comparing apples to apples. And you really want to make sure that you have wedding trained chauffeurs like they know what to expect for the day, too. So when we go through a training, we go through so many different um, aspects, like even having the chauffeur help someone get in and out of a vehicle with a gown because, I mean, do you know how to sit down in a car with a big gown and a veil on? Like we just don't do it every day. It's impossible. So. They'll kind of help you through that. Be like, here, look at me, face this way, turn that way. And um, they have all these little tips and tricks. They have what they call chauffeur kits with like bobby pins, breath mints, um, lint rollers, uh, like a sewing kit. And believe it or not, those things come in quite handy. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) There was this um, one time that I always use during training, actually, where, oh, God, this is 
crazy story, but they're at this whatever park or something taking pictures. I think it was a beach. It was de- oh, it had to have been a beach. Hear me out. So, <laughs> all right. They're taking pictures and there's the wedding planners like running around or not the wedding planner. The um, wedding party is like sitting around, running around. The kids are running around. They're doing whatever. Bride and groom are standing on this little like cliff, not like major cliff, but maybe, I don't know, a rock. And so the videographer it was telling them to like step back or do something. She fell. <laughs> she fell down. <laughs> not tragically where she hurt herself, but she fell in the water and her dress ripped. So she's crying. The groom is screaming at the videographer. It was a nightmare. It was, I wasn't there, but I heard this one story from this one chauffeur where I use this in training all the time because chauffeurs always ask me, well, what do I do in my wedding? What do I put in the chauffeur kit? Well, this is what the chauffeur had to save the day. So the chauffeur's like, oh my God, what do I do? The videographer's trying to deescalate the situation, but doesn't really know how to when they're getting screamed at. And the bride's crying. So the chauffeur's like, come on, everybody get in. Let's go do this. And they... Um, she put on Going to the Chapel, that song, <laughs> Going to the Chapel, Going to Get Married. You know, So she puts that on the trolley. She opens all the windows. So school bus windows, you know, they drop down. That's kind of how the trolleys are. So we can get some air circulating. She has these little clips and she pins up the layers of her gown to the poles of the trolley. And the girls were all laughing. They're like, think about the stories you're going to tell your grandfather. Like, you're going to tell your grandkids these days. You have this on video. Like, it's going to be funny later. It is not funny now, but they're touching up her makeup. They're sewing her dress. And it was, yeah, they had a 15-minute delay, but it was They were going to the chapel. They were going to the chapel. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, right? yeah, that's just one of those crazy things. You never know what's going to happen. But the chauffeurs are prepared. (laughs) See that? They have their kits. There you go. What about, um, hold on a second. I don't even know how to check. <laughs> I should have that story. I don't even know who it was. I wish I knew, but I have no That's idea. a good one. I know, right? That's a good one. That would suck. <laughs> so obviously your drivers are very well trained. They are. We try. Yes, we have to. <laughs> Is that something that other companies in your field do like I guess what I'm trying to say is does is it customary for people to train their drivers to meet the level of service for the company like for your like for your companies or are a lot of people outsourcing or how what's 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 the norm in your industry? Um, well, I would hope everyone would follow the same suit, but there are some companies that don't. We definitely. Um, we, I had mentioned before, we have a large corporate side of the business. And in the corporate world, there's affiliate managers. And you work with affiliates all over the country or all over the world. And you're managing these your expectations as a company to make sure that your affiliates are providing the same level of, level of service that you provide to your clients. So we manage those expectations by vetting our affiliates. We want to make sure that their chauffeurs are wearing the same clothing that our chauffeurs are wearing, suits and ties, not like a polo shirt and and denim shorts or something like that for a formal event. Um, We want to make sure that they are trained in the vehicles that they're driving. We want to make sure that they are um, asking the same questions that our chauffeurs are asking. So we definitely know that certain types of personalities work well, because I mentioned before, too, a lot of the corporate shuttle drivers are like, you speak when spoken to, don't make eye contact. And then the wedding is all about that personality. So we match people up to where we're like, oh, my gosh, this person would love Barry. Put Barry on this job. That would be awesome. Or it's like, hey, can you swap this chauffeur with that chauffeur? I feel like they know this area better. So we, we match people up based on personality or we match people up based on the location that they're more comfortable with or more experienced with. So obviously for you, you do that type of level of service. but that, And you're hoping that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. So maybe for the listeners, a good question to ask is, 
who are they using for their drivers and how do they figure out who to put the drivers on with what what type of event? And one tip to find out if they're a broker, so to speak. So if like an insurance broker is an agent that sells various types of insurance to you. Same thing with limo brokers or transportation brokers. It may be a company that just finds the company for you. Ask them to see the vehicle. Ask them if they can come to your garage and see what the vehicle looks like. That is one way to know if it's something that they're using. And you can ask them if they're working with affiliates. It's a common question. It's a common practice. There's no reason to hide it. They're just going to represent us anyway. And we want them to be representing us well. So Right. And like you said, there is a perfect, you gave me a perfect answer of that. Yes, you work with affiliates, but you make sure that they go to the level of standard that is represented by Rockstar. And just to like basically for the listeners, ask what that standard is mm-hmm. and so to see if Rockstar is the right match for them. Like that cheat sheet I was saying. Yeah I, I, yeah, I would love to have that on there because, you know, for someone's event, they need to make sure that that's the right match for them and what right. they're looking for. Talk to me a little bit about, before the wrap-up question, I would love to get into at the end of the day type so, of transportation. There's a couple of things with that. And um, we were talking about you know, how to get the wedding party and every family member and aunt and uncle and kids to and from the ceremony. At the end of the night, if you're not doing a shuttle bus and everybody's not piling on school buses or whatever the case is, the wedding party is going to leave with their date. Auntie, whoever is going to leave with, you know, someone else. The The kids are going to leave with their parents, maybe even leave early. So you don't need to really plan for transportation for the whole kit and caboodle that you brought over in the first place. Most of the time, I would say it's really just the couple that need to account for themselves. And a lot of people will do like a getaway car, like a grand exit. Oh, yeah. It's like a sparkler send-off, or you walk down that tunnel of bubbles and you hop into whatever your ride is. Um, or you, maybe you just you know want like an SUV because you have to pack up gifts and you know other items from the wedding and you need some extra room and you just want them to come at the, half an hour after the reception once you say bye to everybody. And you just need that for your ride back to the hotel. So it depends on what you're looking for, but definitely don't try to plan for everyone in the wedding party to have a ride back with you. They don't want to go home with you, trust me. (laughs) So, question, end of the night, right? You're dealing with people who are having a great time. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit to drink, hence why you're picking them up, right? (laughs) What is going on with (laughs) if people just get sick? Oh, you mean have a little too much fun? Yes. (laughs) What do we do here? We have a lovely thing called a cleaning fee per occurrence of sickness. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it it happens. It totally happens. And people are sometimes mortified. They feel horrible. And, you know, there's sometimes that chain reaction as well when one person gets sick and someone else gets sick. It happens. We do have to charge for it because, you know, sanitation, got to clean that stuff, especially if it's a school bus and kids are taking it to school in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, we had one planner who saw the clause in our contract saying, like, it's per occurrence, was so concerned that they're this. I guess she knew the, the crowd and knew that it could be a rowdy bunch. So she had monogrammed barf bags in every seat at the end <laughs> of the night, ready to go for people. Fair enough. And, like, and honestly, I would hope for you all who are listening, you don't bark at that cleanup <laughs> fee. Because if someone has to clean up your guest or yourself's mess, I mean, like you said, it's just help. It's paying it forward. It's helping the next person who has to hop on that car because you would want it to be sanitized for you. Exactly. (laughs) You do not want a beer bottle rolling over your foot as you're getting uh, sitting in your trolley seat or something. So, Megan, for our wrap up question, what are some key points 
that couples should be asking their transportation company when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is an absolute perfect event? I would say definitely ask about all of the costs that are involved so you, there are no surprises later. You know all about any kind of fuel surcharge, gratuity, contract changes, um, and when when payments are due. Also ask about insurance. It's great to know you know the color of the vehicle and the amenities, but you, you do want to make sure that they're compliant with any kind of government and federal requirements and they have the proper insurances for the vehicle and licensed chauffeurs. And then I would say also, and then definitely you want to confirm when everything needs to be finalized and who is finalizing it. If they should be the one that's taking care of that and working with you and helping you to determine the schedule, they shouldn't be saying, give me your schedule the week before because you may not have it correct. They know their vehicles. They know the chauffeurs know the routes and roads. They should be helping you with that. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everyone where they could find you? Definitely. So we are online, rockstarlimo.net. There are a ton of photos, and there's a wedding website form you can fill out there. But we are also tagged in a ton of weddings on Instagram. So check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And for our listeners, we will have all of Rockstar's limo's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on our blog and also our website at sarazarella.com backslash podcast. And I will grab that sheet from Megan for you all and stick it right up there so you'll know exactly the questions to ask the transportation companies. Perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.